Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 173 for the 13th of ER and a leap year. So yesterday we brought up the idea of Zeno's paradox, which personally I think is a very good way to kind of help us grapple and understand the concept of symptom, which is the topic of the chapter that we've been studying. We're in, for context, we're in the chapter thir- 48 of Likutea Maram and the Tanya. And so the idea of, so th- what we've been talking about in, in this chapter is really understanding how it is possible, how it is that God, who's infinite and beyond comprehension, creates created and continues to create a world which is really finite. And to really understand the paradoxical nature of this, I brought up the idea of Zeno's paradox yesterday, which I think is a good way to understand this, uh, to really grapple with the paradoxical nature of that. So again, just for a brief review, the Zeno's paradox, Zeno was a Greek philosopher who brought up the paradox of space, of distance. And he talks about the idea that when you have a distance, let's say you have like 10 miles to travel from one distance to the other, you need to travel half that distance over and over and over again, right? So it's like if you want to get from mile one to mile 10, first you have to get to mile five. If you want to get from mile five to mile 10, then you need to get first to mile 7.5 and so on and so forth. And if you continue along these lines over and over, the process is really infinite. So which means that really logically speaking, you should never be able to arrive at that final destination. But yet we all know that we do. We do arrive at that final destination if you want to walk 10 miles, jog 10 miles, whatever it is, you're going to get there eventually. So how is that possible? How does that happen? So this is a dilemma which has troubled philosophers and mathematicians for years. And even though the people have somewhat come up with some kind of solutions, there's still a paradoxical nature to it that it hasn't really been resolved. And this, I think, Lahavdiel, this is a very good way for us to understand this the paradoxical nature of the universe that we live in and the fact that we live in this very finite existence, but yet God is very infinite. And so this is something that we've been talking about for a few episodes already. And so today, what we're really going to focus on is the fact that we do live in this finite universe understand it or not, that is the reality. Understand it or not, we do get from point A to point B, from mile one to point to mile 10. But yet, there is this infinitude at play. And while we may not sense and, and, and really understand that infinitude, while we, when we, we, we can learn about Zeno's paradox, but yet when a push comes to shove, when we walk about our daily life, we go to the store, or we go, we walk home, whatever it is, we're able to get there and we don't realize the 
miraculous nature of what's happening of the fact that like we are somehow overcoming that paradox so similarly too in our everyday life we take it for granted that we can touch objects that things have limits that we can speak that we can exist that all these things these things are possible when truly there is this infinite nature to reality and there is this infinitude that is constantly creating us something from nothing and this is what we're going to be talking about today the fact that there is this infinitude there is this hidden um limitlessness force this force that we know of as god uh especially the limit the unlimited nature of god which is constantly present in everything that we do in our lives even if we don't actually sense it and we actually specifically do not sense it because that's what allows us to exist so the ultra is going to explain today how it is that this infinitude exists like where where can we place this concept of infinitude in our, in our mind how does it relate to our reality so the ultra bit is uh for context he's continuing from last time so last time we we talked about this idea of how if you take any two numbers even if you take the number tri a trillion versus the number one or whatever it is as long as they have a numerical value there's a relationship between them even the biggest numbers in the world the smallest numbers in the world but yet c in comparison to infinity there's absolutely no number that could compare to infinity and any number in the world as big as that number is is totally in 100 percent insignificant in comparison to infinity so the ultra begins today and he says that this is exactly how it is when we talk about the radiance that we receive here in this world and the radiance that is vested within all of the worlds whether we're talking about the supernal worlds or the lower worlds that is vested within these worlds in order to vivify them so the the light that we experience here in this world is is like nothing it has no comparison at all to the true light to the light which is concealed and which is hidden in an aspect of infinity in the aspect of Ein Sof and that true light like the source of of the light that we experience does not actually get vested and is not actually here in this world in a way of revelation in order to vivify us but rather it just encompasses us from above it encompasses above these worlds from above and it's called the light of Sovev Kol Almin this is a term that comes up in Chassidus a lot it means the light that encompasses all the world so just to break that down again just to explain that a little bit more so again the 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 light that is vivifying us in a more tangible way down here is really a very minute amount of light very minute version of the source of that light which the source of that light we can't experience because it would be too much for us and that source of that light is a more encompassing light it surrounds all the world it's not vested within the world and it's called sovev kolamin and when we say sovev kolamin when we say that it encompasses and surrounds all the world from above we don't mean this in like a spatial way we don't mean that it's like here we are on earth and then it's like above us up in the heavens up in space there's like this light <laughs> that encompasses us it, it's not it's not a physical thing we say above because this is like a, a way we can understand it but it's more of like a figurative speech a figure of speech it's like a figurative sense of above because we know when it comes to spirituality there's no space space is not is not a thing spirituality is not bound by space we can't we don't we can't use spatial understanding to understand the idea of spirituality 
So rather, what do we mean when we say the idea of that it encompasses and surrounds all the worlds from above? This is in terms of the aspect of revelation and of influence. So what this means basically is that like when we talk about the idea of influence, influence is an aspect of revelation. So when we say that we something something is influencing something else, it means that it's revealing it. So the influence of this light is the revelation of the light in the worlds. And that influence we can also say is called a halbasha. It's called a, a vestment, a garment that is being, it's being invested in that thing because it becomes enclosed within the worlds that these worlds understand and, um, and, and have with them like they they wear the clothing of so to speak of this this influence that they receive so so basically it's like the like just just to explain this so it's like sort of like we're we're putting a few words together as a synonym so we're saying that when we talk about the word influence another word for understanding influence is revelation and another word for revelation is vestment is enclosed within something so another analogy that we can use to understand this is the idea and this is another analogy that comes up and he doesn't bring it up here the altar Rabbah, but it does come up in chassidus is when we talk about a teacher teaching a student so when a teacher teaches a student they're influencing that student and the influence that they give the words that they use to influence that student gets revealed that's that's the part of the 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 teacher's brain that gets revealed to the student and that part of the teacher's brain that gets revealed to the student becomes enclosed within that student like so for example right now i'm teaching you tanya and i'm only revealing a certain part of my brain to you there's a lot of my brain that is being concealed right now that you don't see but the part of my brain the part of my thought process that is being revealed to you is is the part that i'm influencing to you and that part that I'm influencing to you is you are then taking that and you're integrating it into your mind so that it is now vested within you. So that's exactly the process or or not exactly. I mean God's different obviously so it's the Havdiel but that's basically the process whereby God creates the world is that there's a certain amount of his light and most of his light is concealed just like most of my brain is concealed right now and you don't see it. Um, but there's a portion of his brain, there's an aspect of his brain, there's an aspect of him, of his light, that he does reveal into the world. And that revelation that he pours forth into the world is the part that gets vested within that world. But yet, then there's another aspect of the influence that is not revealed, but rather it's in a way of concealment and and hiddenness and the worlds do not understand it and thus we cannot say that it is something which is vested within the world but rather it, it just surrounds and encompasses them so again going back to the analogy of teaching that while you are hearing certain aspects of my thought process there's a lot of my thought process there's a lot of my brain that will have deal obviously in comparison to God, but there's a lot of my brain that you don't see. Most of my brain you don't see. And so that part of my brain that you don't see, it's still there. My brain is still very much there when my full brain is still still very much there when I'm teaching you these concepts, but it's more there in a way of surrounding and encompassing. Like it's, it's kind of there in this more subtle kind of way. And so and, and we can't say that that my entire brain is vested within you. Like that would be ridiculous, obviously, right? And so then the ultra goes on to say, and he says that therefore, since the worlds are in an aspect of finitude and limits, we find that this influence of the infinite light does not get vested within them in a way of revelation, but rather just a, a glimmer of it, 
becomes re- revealed within them, just a very small way. So, uh, so again, since you guys, like I'm, I'm talking to you guys right now, your brains are only limited and they're, and you're listening to this in a way of space and time at a certain time there, it wouldn't be possible for me to give over my entire brain to you. So just like that, the entire world is finite. So they would not be able to receive God's infinite radiance in an infinite way, but they can only get it in a, in a limited way. And so this is how the revelation of God gets expressed into this world is, is in this limited way. However, concludes the Alter Rebbe, the main aspect of this light is without limits, is without constrictions so much. And it's to the point that it's called makif, it's called, uh, and sovev, it's called encompassing and, uh, and surrounding. Because, and the reason why, again, we use this term encompassing and surrounding, because it doesn't actually get vested within the worlds. Because the worlds, again, are in an aspect of finitude and limits. So that's the end of this section. And so uh, just to conclude and bring it all together, to me, the main point that the Altar is bringing out in the section today is to really make us aware of the fact that there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't see. Just like when you are hearing my words and you're hearing me uh, teach this, Tanya, talk to you guys on this podcast, you can have a sense that there's a person behind these, these worlds. There's a serene that is like way beyond just what I'm teaching you. Like I, ha- I have a whole life. I have a whole bunch of things that I do. I have a whole bunch of different thoughts that have that are very much removed and very and, and much bigger and broader than just the mere words that I'm teaching you guys in this podcast. So, so too, similarly, when we experience life, when we experience the world, there's, that's a certain amount of God's light. That's a very, but that's really just a very, very small ray. That's a very, very, very constricted um, aspect of God's light. And in fact, God's true light, the source of that vitality and where it comes from is something much bigger and something much greater. And we can't experience it by virtue of our limitations and our finitude, but it is very much there. It's just there in this more like encompassing and hovering manner in the same way that my brain, so to speak, is hovering in this podcast. My personality, my in, the entirety of Sarid is in this podcast. So like maybe one way to think about it is that if you had, let's say a totally different person who had the script, like they had a transcription of my podcast and they said the words word for word in the podcast, there's, there'd be a difference because it's my essence wouldn't be encompassing in the same way as it is right now in me giving, giving over these words to you, even though what it is that you're experiencing in a more direct way is the finitude of my words. The the entirety of my being and my entire thought process is still there. It's just there in a more encompassing way. And similarly to to that is the radiance that we experience of God in the world in a direct way and in a more like internalized way is that more like finite kind of light that is very constricted, but the infinite light is still there. It's just there in this more encompassing and like hovering surrounding kind of way. So that's it for today. And we will continue with this chapter tomorrow. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.